0: Welcome to our special Literally mini series, Little Ones. I'm so grateful to you for joining me. Literally is dedicated to giving you all the behind the scenes details. Typically that looks like coaching one client for six months, but in this mini series, it looks like a deep dive with five of my clients who've all had a baby within the last year while running six and seven figure businesses. Having just had my son four and a half months ago, these were the conversations that supported me so much as I became pregnant and transitioned into motherhood. I wanted to know what really shifts in business, how do things look, what does balance mean, and so much more, and that is exactly what we're diving into here. You'll notice each client has their own flavor, experience, and journey, but I hope your biggest takeaway is that you get to do it your way and can take a little bit from each of them. So whether you're a mom now, want to be in the future, or just want to hear some behind the scenes from amazing business owners, this mini series was made for you. So let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of little ones. So, so happy that you're listening to these and joining us for these important conversations. I know they would have served me so much going into my own planning for this. And so I'm just excited that y'all get to hear this. I am super excited to have the amazing Kate Scudder with us today. Kate is a high school teacher turned Forbes featured seven figure business coach for women entrepreneurs. She's a TEDx speaker, host of the Born to Rise podcast, an intentionally internationally recognized online business expert, as well as a loving mom and wife. Kate's mission is to empower 10 million driven, bold hearted women to uncover their zone of genius and use it to create a profitable, purpose driven business that changes the world. Her work has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, and Business Insider, among several other publications. You can find her inside her Facebook community, The Reading Entrepreneur, where she shares weekly free trainings and content for her community of boss babes on her website at kate.co. So thank you so much for being here, Kate. I am so excited for you to share some of your hard-fought mama wisdom with us here.
1: Oh my God, Lacey. First of all, I literally did not get the little ones like lit, lit up. Lit. Anyway, it. I don't yeah. know if that was intended, oh, but I was intended. like there's lit in there. Okay. Well, I just got it. Um, in case anyone else didn't get it, I got it for you. Um, You're welcome. I'm so pumped to be here. Lace. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that you are
0: doing this. This is so important. Yes. I feel like, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to is because I actually was so served by knowing so much of this going into maternity leave. Cause like you and I worked together when Ella was born, we worked together leading up to Jack being born. Like, and so me going on my own journey, that served me so much. And I remember specifically you reached out to me and said like, let's have a call completely outside of like our coaching container. And let me just like share some of my, like, experiences and, and wisdom.
1: Totally. I remember
0: driving and being
1: like parked in my mom's driveway and being like, all right, make sure you have honey sticks yes. for labor
0: and like just all of it. Yeah. I just really wanted to be able to do this in publicly, I guess, because for me, I was so served by being with so many of my clients through their journeys. And I just feel like This conversation doesn't happen enough. And I know you're someone that's like at the forefront of trying to have this conversation more in a public arena. So thank you for being part of it. Of course. Thank you for having me. So tell us, I mean, a little bit about what you do. Obviously, I just shared that, but just give us like your kind of version here. And then tell us a little bit more about you and your little ones. Absolutely.
1: So at the time of recording this, I'm about nine weeks postpartum with my second baby. Oh yeah. I'm a business coach. Blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You said it all. I help women make more money, grow their businesses, et cetera, et cetera. But I am nine weeks postpartum. I have two small humans that are, I am in charge of (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ella and Jack are my two babies. And it has just been the most wild, beautiful experience. Like going from being of a mom of one to being a mom of two. I, it's still i'm like who made me in charge like when i'm still like pinching myself that I'm the mom now it's so i keep texting my mom and saying that to her but it's awesome um so yeah we're doing that boss life mom life two under two life wife
0: life all the things it's freaking nuts it's nuts but it's the best oh so good okay so um jack is nine weeks old obviously Ella is how many months old at this point
1: almost two. She's 20, going to be 23 months. Um, yeah. Later this month. So she's basically,
0: she's almost two. Yeah. So you are definitely doing the two under two life right now. So I feel like you will have so much good perspective, but also if, if it ever comes up for you as we go through these questions, if you feel like you would have answered it different when it was just Ella versus now how you're answering it, tell us that too. Cause Mm. I think that's really helpful as well, because I feel like that probably changes as well, like how you would answer some of these with one versus two. So feel free to share that wisdom with us. But um, let's start with what your maternity leave and time off looked like for you. Obviously, you can share the one that you just went through, but you know, feel free to share both as well. Yeah, so I,
1: I, for the long version answer of this, I did a whole episode on my podcast so um, that like shared my entire maternity leave plan. So that's like the long version because I tend to give a long version. So I'm just going to point you there if you want the long version answer to this question. But my team supported me in like letting all of our clients know well, well, well in advance what our plan was. And I gave myself basically wiggle room, like three weeks to six weeks, depending on. I was like, Hey, we, this is the due date could be two weeks before could be two weeks after we have no idea when the baby's getting here. And also I'm going to take between this and this time off. And what we did was kind of stagger my return, similar to how you did lace for me, it was like by containers. So I started coming back with private clients in Voxer and then my inner circle mastermind. And then, um, more of like the, the, the bigger mastermind and the bigger group containers that I held. That worked really well, except for the universe was like, you're not quite ready to go back yet. The Monday that I had decided, I think I'd been off for four weeks already. um, And I decided that I was going to go back to work. I literally messaged all my private clients in Boxer. And that afternoon, I got hit with a second round of mastitis that like was the hardest experience of my life. Honestly, it was way harder than labor, and it was so painful. It was just, it was super, super humbling. So I took two additional weeks after that. So I took the full amount of time. And to be honest, that was really surprising because I was like, I'm going to want to go back straight away with Ella. I felt that way. I felt very like, Oh, I can do this. Like I want to stay connected to, you know, (laughs) my business person identity, um, because there's so much newness but it was different for me this time around. I was like, I have two kids under two. Now I have an infant that I want to bond with. Like I really wanted to like soak up and savor every second of maternity leave. And it's not that I didn't with my first, it was just easier to navigate like both, like to, to be in both worlds, business and motherhood. And with this one, I found it like more challenging to be, to try to go between. It was just like, maternity leave, I wanted to just be with my kids. So in a way, I think my body gave me that gift by making me super, super sick with mastitis, but I'm fully back now. And it feels awesome because my office is literally like eight steps away from my bedroom and I can be with Jack a
0: lot throughout the day. So still doing that both hands. Yes. I, I think it's so helpful what you said about just giving yourself choice because you just literally never know how you're going to feel. Like, you know, I... think so many of the things I thought I would feel post baby are different than I thought they would be or whatever. And you, so you just don't know what it's going to be like, but like ultimately like as entrepreneurs, I think feeling the freedom, feeling at choice is so important to us. So I think just like structuring it with that in mind and knowing that like, you're going to feel however you feel, but your business can support that is really helpful instead of trying to like force yourself to feel a certain way. A hundred percent. I think it's so important. And I also think like I had women
1: when we promoted rise, my mastermind at this time, really last year. Um, and women who were like, okay, cool. And you're pregnant. So like, how are you going to do that? Or what's that What are you going to do for maternity leave? I think that being willing to be like, we're talking about choice here, being willing to say, Hey, I have a three to six week window. I don't know how long I'm going to take. And also I don't know when the baby's going to come. It's so important that we model as moms for our clients, Definitely. that it is okay to not have everything like perfectly written down in our phones and scheduled out, like life's going to be life. And there's nothing like having babies to make you realize that we don't control everything. And, um, I just think it's such a, it's such a lens shift and perspective shift from when you don't have kids to when you do to take that on. And I, I know that there are so many women I'm sure in your community, lace, and I see this with my clients all the time. That are like, I want to be able to have more flexibility, but I feel like I'm not allowed to. And we are the ones who give ourselves permission, and therefore give our clients permission as well.
0: It's so true. It's I remember when I told one of my clients that I was pregnant. Um, she said something to me that was like really, really helpful and profound about how you know she was like all of your clients will. Step up and support you in this because they all say they support women, and this is their chance to show that basically. And I really like appreciated how she framed that because I was like, that's so true. We all say we're so in support of women making money and women in business, and like all of these things, and like this is the time we get to show it when we're not like pissed if someone goes into labor a week early or if someone takes an extra two weeks after. And like none of my clients were obviously, but it was just like a very helpful frame that she gave me to be like, nope, this is when the rubber meets the road. Like this is how we show up for each other.
1: Oh my God, literally. Like I could not agree with that more. And again, it's like the flip side and hopefully like nobody listening to this has this experience. I did have an experience where We and I think you know this, Lace. Like going into the Rise Mastermind, we had somebody who was enrolled, found out that I was going to be taking maternity leave, and was like, "Oh well, I you know can't be in this container." And it was just, it was kind of a jaw on the floor moment for me to be like, "Wow, not only was this person a mother, but also like, how can we be in the business of empowering women and feel like, no, you're not allowed to take maternity leave?" So there's like the light side and the shadow side of that, and. I think that there's no more literal way that we can be (laughs) like, you know, deconstructing the patriarchy than looking at how we not only treat other women and like our own coaches, but how we think about what we're allowed to do or not inside of our own businesses and how we look at and treat ourselves. And it's so interesting. We're all like, I'm a CEO, I'm a CEO. But if you're trying to plan your maternity leave, like you're a, like minimum wage employee who is not worthy of having, it's like, we need to start thinking about making, I think about, you know, Kasha in her book, um, unbound, like the outrageous ask, mm-hmm. like my biggest advice for anybody thinking about taking maternity leave is like, what is the most outrageous you think you're not allowed to do it? Ask for what you want for this time in your family and in your life and fucking do it. Yes. It's, so true. it's a once in a lifetime thing. Your babies are going to grow so fast. Like I'm already looking at Jack and being like, dude, how are you almost three months old? Like what, where is time going? And it's just a blink of an eye and then it's gone. And so absolutely think taking as much
0: time as you want is the vibe. Yes. It's so, so true. What, one thought that was helpful for me is I knew that Kenny and I only planned on having one. And so I tried to structure with that in mind. Like I was like, this is literally four months out of like the entirety of my life. And so I did let myself like make the outrageous ass quote unquote, which is not actually outrageous, but is, do you know what I mean? For, for four months and like not a single client batted an eyelash at that. And I was so, so grateful for that. But It would have been such a disservice to myself to decide that they would have been upset and I would have lost clients and it would have been this whole thing and to not given myself that time.
1: Totally. A hundred
0: percent. Okay. So tell us what has been the hardest part of being a mom and business owner for you? Like the, the most challenging, maybe like dynamics there, or just practically what has been the hardest part?
1: I feel like my perspective on this is different as a mom of two, mm -hmm. particularly two who are so young right now. It's less like identity and mindset of like, how do I do both? Like, actually, I feel like I am more of my badass self and I am more of my like tender mama self than ever before. Like Mm -hmm. both of those parts of my identity really compliment and complete in some way. The other one, I don't know how to explain it better than that. Other than that's just how it is. Um, the most challenging part is just the fact that I cannot clone myself and be in multiple places at once. Like perfect example yesterday. And I mean, I'm being super straight here. Like even having full-time in the house childcare, it's that hard. So I freaking feel for mamas who are doing it all, all day, every day. I have been doing that on and off this summer since I came back, which has been like, whoo, talk about a trial by fire. Like coming back from maternity leave, our nanny was out for a couple of weeks and it was just, you know, splotchy intermittent care. And it was so, 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 so hard. It's just the like being in all the places all the time. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I see, especially at this level and running the level of company that we have is how necessary it is for me to have white space, not just to mm-hmm. be, you know, cause I can like take the kids for a walk and check in with clients in Voxer. I can, yeah, respond to my team in Slack when I'm wearing the baby and making breakfast. Like there's, I, I can do all that, but the white space to really like vision what comes next and like map out higher level things or even like create a really soul channeled piece of content that requires white space. And it's pretty fucking hard to get white space with two kids under two. I was just saying to you before we pressed record that, you know, we are getting more reliable help now and have that. And so I'm feeling that coming back, which has been so, so, so beautiful and necessary. Uh, But that's totally been the hardest thing is like, having the white space for the business. And then if I'm being really honest, taking the white space for the business when, and not just like staring into my kid's eyes or like laughing with Ella on the rug, because when there's white space and I work from home, I, and I like our room is there. Ella's room is behind me. Like I kind of just want to do that. And so there's definitely been like an inner discipline muscle of like, Letting myself completely like take advantage of the reason that I'm a CEO and work for my house and design my own schedule, et etc, and like taking all that time, but then knowing like, all right, Kate, like the business needs you to like get a couple things done today, so sit your ass down and get it done. And so that's the edge for me right now.
0: I so resonate with that, so we have a full-time nanny as well. I will often, like if I don't have calls until later in the day or something, I'll just say to her, oh, like come a few hours late tomorrow morning or whatever, because I will just like want to take that time with Bennett. You know, I said to Kenny recently something similar of like, "Oh, I probably really need to carve out some more white space." And he was kind of like, "Well, duh, you could just stop canceling the nanny some mornings. <laughs> like, like that would probably He's do like, it you for have you. the white space." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, right. "Oh yeah, that's, that's like a fair point." But it really is hard to do that sometimes when you're like, "Okay, well, this is the benefit of being home and having this flexibility," and I have, you know, whatever three hours open this morning, like. Why would I not want it to be spent on that? But then equally, why would I not want it to be spent on the thing I'm passionate about and building and love? So I really resonate with that where it's like so delicious of a problem, but still so much of a, of a balance that's hard to achieve. Totally.
1: A hundred percent. That's so well said. That's it.
0: So... <laughs> On the, on the flip side of that, and maybe the answer is somewhat similar to what we just said, but what has been the best or most surprising part to you? And maybe even think about like maybe most surprising part, becoming mom and business owner.
1: Yeah. Like how um, how each would make the other make sense more. Yes. I think that oh, that's so that, good how you said that. Like, I feel like I have literally so much profound respect for stay-at-home moms who very much work full-time and they work full-time in the home because it is a full-time thing. I, you know, have dabbled in that by necessity again when we haven't had childcare and it is full on. I know for me personally, I think I would feel uh, restless and like a bit disoriented if that were the path that I chose. And I think that if I, and again, this is equally no shade at anyone who's a business owner and doesn't want kids. And is like super happy doing that child free life. Not going to lie. It's (laughs) burning man week while we're recording this. I'm like, all y'all fucking lucky bitches (laughs) off in your underwear, like dancing in the desert. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Here I am changing my eighth poop nappy of the day. Like go you. Um, but like, I love that for you. I truly do. Um, (laughs) you know, I also think that there would be something missing for me there. And it's like each of these pieces of my identity make the other make so much more sense. Like I feel way more fucking lit up and inspired in my business, especially as I'm now working with a lot more women who either desire to be moms or are moms and whose why is like, you know, legacy for their family. I feel so much like you know, when Ella sees me after the day of work and I just see her like exploring and curious in the world and knowing that she's like seeing a mom every day who is not sacrificing herself and her dream and her desires and ambitions on the altar of her family. She's like living me. I'm living my (laughs) full passion, like so lit up by and in love with what I'm doing. And I get to be that embodied model for my daughter and, and my son. And, having both is just like, it's the best. And so I didn't think I would, I, I think I thought identity wise, I would feel pulled, but I actually feel the opposite. I feel like a deeper sense of purpose in both of the most important parts of my identity.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. So beautifully said. I have said recently and been feeling that very much and, and said it in the frame of like, I think what I have discovered is that it just turns out this is who my best self is, is someone who is balancing both of those things. Like, I didn't know that was a thing before, but now that I am like on the other side, like for me personally, like you said, without expectation that anyone else should feel the same. But for me personally, like I think I truly feel more like my best self than I ever had. than I did the whole time I was on maternity leave or that I did the whole time before having been it. but this combination of being, working and mom makes me feel like my best self and so I think that that really is just like super cool and honestly not something I expected either (laughs) like Mm
1: -hmm. I think like you said
0: I really expected to feel a lot more push-pull and of course there is some of that like we just talked about logistically and wishing you could clone yourself but it's not like the painful irritating nature that you think it would be. It's like really like beautiful and deep and like just kind of cool in in a way you wouldn't expect. hundred percent. I resonate with that so much. So good. All right. So tell us what has changed in your business and, and definitely feel free to take us through both iterations of that. I specifically remember going into you having Ella and it being just like a time where your business was absolutely skyrocketing. And, you know, I'm sure so much has changed since then. So maybe like take us back there and walk us through.
1: Yeah. I mean, certainly. So the way, I mean, from the very practical, like, yes, we've like grown exponentially. Um, but the way that we launch has changed. Like I shifted the way that we launched for our, one of our signature programs to be a much longer, launch cycle because I did that two years ago when I was pregnant with Ella and it was like amazing. It felt so juicy and spacious. I'm like, I don't need to be pregnant or like about to deliver a baby to do it this way. I just want to do this all the time. That is now how we launched that program. Yeah. I mean, we've like expanded like insane amounts. And I think that, you know, there's something about, they say like, you know, I want something done, give it to a busy woman or give it to a mom. Like I feel like my capacity, it was almost like my capacity to not only hold more money, but to hold more clients, to hold more programs, to hold more wealth, to hold more like investment decisions. There were so many just like big life things, not even just, you know, top line in the business or even bottom line in the business, but so many like wealth things um, that have just grown so significantly with the arrival of and then the growing of our second baby, but like the arrival of our first. And I think it's a capacity thing. I think that there, you know, my birth story with Ella didn't go exactly in the way that I wanted. My birth story with Jack was just absolutely a dream come true. And I feel regardless of how the births went, like the ability to walk through the initiation that both of those experiences mm-hmm. brought me showed me so much about my capacity. And again, it's not to say that I think that people who don't have kids have a lesser capacity. I certainly don't believe that. But what I do believe is that there is birth is a portal. It's an initiation. It like makes me weepy wanting to like even talk about this because it's like, it asks you, it asks all of us to like pull out like a willingness, a surrender. It's like both our, our will and our surrender at the same time in the most extreme degree possible. And you don't come through an experience like that the same person. I certainly didn't. In either case, I feel like both of my birds brought a more like tenacious and a more tender part of me mm-hmm. out each time. And I think that, um, that expanded capacity just means that there's more room for all of it. There's more room for, you know, you think you can't possibly love your second Mm -hmm. as much as you love your first. And then the second arrives and you're like, holy shit, there was more space in my heart. What? And it's kind of like that in the business. Like, I didn't think I could possibly scale beyond X and then what, like, here we are. So it's just that, like the gift of motherhood and
0: running a big business is like, there's always room for more. I love that I I think it's so funny too because I think back to before you had Ella or when you were pregnant with her, do you remember that point like you felt like I won't have the capacity like maybe I built the wrong business oh my God like nice. meeting oh totally right? having I, a business that needed yeah. me this much right?
1: Yes. I remember. I literally remember, first of all, I like texted you and my mom at the same time when I found (laughs) out I was pregnant with Ella. Second of all, um, I, then I was like, okay, got to go on a call. And then I think on our next one to one, I was just like a sobby, (laughs) slobbery mess being like, I built the wrong business. I don't have enough digital products. Like I I'm never going to be able to be on zoom anymore. Like I just was fully in panic thinking that I'd built the wrong business. And in reality, like, no, not at all. I was just freaked out about what I didn't know. Um, turns out you don't have to have your child with you every single time you have a call after becoming a mom. But I couldn't like, I could not like imagine how that would ever work. And it, you know, it does, it work, you It's fine. And like, we have some digital products now, but like, it is not a major part of our, it's certainly not like a majority part of our income. And You know, I have two kids now. And so for anyone who's listening to this feeling like, oh my God, like I don't, I built the wrong business model or I need more quote unquote passive income, which is a whole other tangent. Um, you know, you don't, don't, you don't in order to be a mom and do both well and make a lot of money, you don't need both. You get to run the business that you want to run and build the company that you want to build and have the family you want. You don't have to change either one to fit the other. Yes. Yes.
0: I think that's so important to say. And I think it's also important to normalize the freak out too, because like for me, the way I kept describing it and feeling was like everything after I give birth feels like a black hole. Like I just don't know what it will look like. And so it's really hard to make decisions based on something I literally can't see or envision or know or whatever. And so what our brain can do is try to make up what that will look like and make all these decisions. And, you know, going back to it, I can just see like just making the decisions that were right for me was ultimately what was best for our family and was best for Bennett. And I think that's like where you came around to is being like, well, I don't actually personally just want to sell digital products. So that really isn't the right decision for me or my family, you know? hundred percent. I think that's so important. Right.
1: And it just like deconstructs this idea of like, I should, if I'm going to hit this, I should do it this way. And I think it's so important, whether you're a mom or not, to question that narrative. Because oftentimes, any should like that is coming from a voice that's not your own desire.
0: 100%. It's coming from somebody who wants to sell you something or wants you to buy into their philosophy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Looking back, and again, pre-Ella, pre-Jack, whichever makes sense here, but what do you wish you'd known before this? (laughs) uh it's gonna be a lot of fucking work um
1: (laughs) but I think I did kind (laughs) of I think I did know that honestly I wish I had known to hire as much support as I possibly Mm. could like before the baby arrived. Mm -hmm. I feel like I did a pretty good job of that with Ella and like, or like enlist the most support for most of us. We do not live in a like family compound with our extended relatives all around. And even if we did have extended relatives, that might be more traumatic than beneficial. (laughs) But you know, if we were in like the way society used to be, we would have in built support systems, um, crossing through this extraordinary threshold. And for most of us, we don't, I am blessed to live very close to my mom. She's like my best friend. And so she was there, but I also, you know, with Ella, my first, we had a postpartum doula come in a couple of days a week. You know, I had support in my business with Jack. I feel like we just hired every person who would possibly come to our house. Um, <laughs> and- like,
0: oh, you'll, you'll come to my house. <laughs>
1: nice. Exactly. Are you, are you normal? We'll hire you. Um, no, not, not really. I mean, like, but truly like the most support that you can possibly receive. I'll give another example. Like with Ella, one thing that we didn't do, and this is might seem like a silly arbitrary thing, but it's so not like either my mom or maybe one of my friends, I can't remember somebody offered to put together a meal train, which is if you go to mealtrain.com meal train.com or org or whatever, there's like a website where your friends or community can organize like a meal drop off at your house when you're in those early postpartum days. And with Ella, I felt, I felt like a weird shame around that, which is funny because haha, I like help women receive and make more money and whatever. But I had this mental block of like, Oh, I don't like need other people's food. Like I can pay for my own meals. I don't want to put my community out by asking them to pay for my stuff like that they're gonna think that's weird they're gonna think I'm taking advantage or I had like this weird block around that with Jack I'm like yup, like two (laughs) days if possible please um and like (laughs) and also I like lasagna (laughs) Exactly. Extra, extra red sauce. Thanks. Um, no, but like, it was just the opposite. It was like all the support, no story or block around it because it is, it's just such a big time. And I think that as mothers, we hold, you know, as business owners, we hold our clients, we hold our own businesses, we hold our teams and the bigger of a business you have, the more elements and people you're likely holding. As a mother like they talk about this thing, the mother load. And I am, I was literally, do you know what I was doing right before this lace? I was on Google, Google and Etsy and Amazon Googling Gruffalo costumes for Halloween because <laughs> Ella loves this book called the Gruffalo. I have like a notebook by my desk and I have a life to-do list and a business to-do list and the mother load is real. So today I'm like going to order Whole Foods groceries on Amazon and like get it delivered to our house, you know, save a step, but also on the mother load, Mm -hmm. thinking about organizing a birthday party for Ella, our Halloween costumes as a family, you know, like there are so many things that you are going to hold as a mother. Mm -hmm. So the more time that you can prioritize, especially in the postpartum window, but honestly, I mean, I've heard this like postpartum is like your first three months postpartum, but like your postpartum for life and you don't stop having the responsibility of taking care of your own body and your kids' bodies when you graduate Mm -hmm. from being three months from having, you know, delivering your child, you're always holding all of it. And so one thing that is just more important to me than ever, and is I just am continuing to find ways to keep myself supported so that I'm able to show up for all the things that my business
0: and my family, you know, need from me. I think that's so important. And I think it's really important that we normalize that. I just did a live stream recently and basically was like, I'm going to list for you all the support I have in my life. And we are going to go through this because I want y'all to know this is what this looks like. And so if you're comparing yourself to somebody that has like exponentially more support than you on what they're getting done or whatever, like we, we have to stop doing that to each other. And I think we have to stop making it wrong to share the level of support that we're getting or feel guilt or shame around that, or even like feel like it, you know, it would make us an asshole or whatever. I think it's just so helpful to be like, nope. Having little ones actually requires a lot of support and like whatever way you get that works for you. Here's how I'm getting it. So we can like level set and not compare apples to oranges. So I think it's just like really helpful to say that and to be willing to like own that because yeah, I think it would be really easy for a business owner to be comparing themselves to like what Kate gets done in a day, but Kate is also about to have full time childcare, and we'll hire anyone that will work for her. No, I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. Like I think it's just
1: <laughs> basically
0: <laughs> it's just really important that we are transparent so that we're not playing a game of comparing ourselves. That's not even real, you know.
1: Totally, I couldn't agree more.
0: Okay. So last question, it's kind of a, (laughs) a loaded one, but you just tell us what's true for you now. This does not have to be your forever answer, but what does balance look like for you?
1: Ah, such a good question. Um, (laughs) The image that came to my mind, this is by the way, not like the ideal um, version of balance, but this just came to my mind. So it's interesting having two car seats in the back of the car right now. The other day we were driving and I currently sit in the back because Jack hates the car and he also doesn't take a pacifier. The thing that he will suck is my right pinky finger. And so the other day, I was in the back of the car. Toby was like trying to tell me something. Jack is like sucking my finger so he won't cry on my right. I'm like handing something to Ella on my left. And I brought um, some pomegranates, which Ella loves as a snack, but they were like falling over and going to tip all over the back. So I was like balancing them with my my left foot in the back of the car and I was like I am literally using every limb that I possess to keep my life from falling apart right now. So that is the visual that I would like to give all of you of my version of balance. It was like I am stretched baby, but life is fucking rich and it's hilarious. Um so that's my visual, but you know what? That's balance so is just like day to day figuring it out having a laugh, having a good go of it. And it's really just like surrendering my idea of what I thought it should be like today. Our nanny took Ella to go, you know, have this epic adventure. She's texting me beautiful photos. Still, she's still getting in the rhythm of having both kids. And so I'm like, I'll keep Jack. And today I didn't get as much done on my biz side of my to-do list as I wanted to. There's still a couple hours left. I'll probably get a couple more things done. There'll probably be things I don't get done, but balance is just like looking at my beautiful children and knowing that I'm really fucking here and present and witnessing and savoring and taking in this gorgeous part of their childhood. And so who cares if not everything on my to-do list gets done? It's so fucking good. So I think it's like, it's being able to laugh at how much the juggle is real. And it's also knowing that I am like, I'm here for it. I'm not missing it. And that is the good stuff.
0: Uh, I think that's so good. It's so funny. It reminds me of one of my clients sent me this thing and it was basically like, you know, like one of those cute stationary pads and it was like a printed to-do list. And at the top, it said something like a list of things that I can get done if I have the time. And if, what did it say? Like, and if not, I'm still worthy valuable and loved or something like really cute like that that. and I was like oh that like because I think that's what you just said it's like that's the version of balance right is that like I probably will check some things off this list and at the end of the day like I will still have beautiful time with my kids I am still loved I am still enough like all the things and I think that that's where we can trip ourselves up as women to be like, well, yeah, I might have the time with my kids, but I'm beating myself up the whole time that I'm not working more. I might have the time at work, but I'm like beating myself up that I'm not like with them more. And so like that will probably look different every day is what you're saying. But like the the real nugget there is to make it all right. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent and to not, you know, do the thing that society already does to us and tell us how we're doing it all wrong. (laughs) For sure. And I think
1: for me, it's like, if I am aware in the moment that I'm like present for the good stuff, it makes me so much less fixated on the things that I'm not present for. Because I mean, you don't have to be a parent to have that, but there's always experiences, right? If I am here sitting in this room right now doing this interview, there's a thousand things that I've said no to. Mm -hmm. And we can spend our entire lives being like, Oh, I said no to that. Or I didn't do this, or I'm not getting this done. But at the end of the day, permission to like, let enough be enough. Let the things that we choose be enough it's
0: that is where we experience real fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And where we actually do get more done, I think ironically, not that that's the point, but like what I find to be true is like when there is no pressure on, it's kind of wild how easily I flow through my day. And when there's a lot of pressure on, it's kind of interesting how much harder everything feels. So I think that that's really, really real too. Mm -hmm.
1: So true. Pressure is such a buzzkill. The worst.
0: So good. All right. Well, is there anything else that you would love to just kind of like impart upon everyone or like make sure that they take away from this?
1: Yeah. It's so possible to do both ladies. It really, really is. And just get as much help as you can, like for yourself, for your heart, for your head, for your body, for your home, for your belly, for your babies, like, all of the support is the vibe.
0: Yes. Yeah, so good. Okay. Tell everyone where they can connect with you, find you, work with you, all the things. Absolutely. So the best way to connect is over on Instagram. Uh, you can find me over there
1: at Kate Scudder. Um, I did share my recent four-part birth story over there. It's so so if you're curious about that with Jack. You can read that, go to the reels section for the video of me giving birth to Jack, if you're not squeamish at body things. Um, so Instagram is a great way to connect. And also on my podcast,
0: uh, born to rise podcast.com. Amazing. So grateful to you for sharing this with us. I think it is just So, so useful to be having these conversations and just so thankful to you for making the time nine weeks postpartum, because like you said, you saying yes to this means you're saying no to other things and just really grateful to you for giving us this time.
1: Oh, of course, Lace, I'm so glad you're doing this and I'm so happy to be here. All right, guys, have a great week.
0: Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business, but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three-minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash backpocket to dive in.